Welcome to The Greg Bennett Show. I'm your host, Greg Bennett. Well, this one was a lot of fun for me. A longtime friend, good mate of mine. We've had many great training workouts together, some huge parties together. It was great to get him on the show as he starts to wind down his career. Timothy O'Donnell. We really celebrate his long career, incredible successful career, one of the all-time great Ironman athletes in the world of triathlon. And it was a real privilege to just be able to spend a good hour, hour plus, having a few laughs, um, digressing a little bit, but really a fun episode. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And remember, success comes to those who endure just one moment longer. You're on a mission. Now, whether that's tackling an Ironman, getting ready for triathlon or a marathon, you've got a busy life, chasing your dreams, you've got goals. But here's the deal. Are you fueling that mission with the good stuff or are you settling for some kind of junk? Now, fast food is here for you. Think of it as the Tesla of sports fuel. We're all about 100% real food crafted by performance chefs, scientists, and athletes. No weird experiments, just pure energy. Now, let me introduce you to the lineup. There's the Galacto Gel, Galacto Gummy, and the Hydrator. These aren't just your average fuels. These are backed by our secret weapon, the Optimal Energy Release System with glucose for that lightning quick power, galactose for that more sustained energy, and the fructose, which helps with the hydration. And guess what? Fast food is the brainchild of Adam Malonis, who was on episode 174 of the podcast. So go check it out. He's an Ironman triathlete and he's a culinary genius. He knows how to fuel a mission. So it's decision time. Are you ready to level up your fueling game? Fast food is your ticket to the next level. Your mission is our mission. Head over to fastfood.com and get ready to fly. That's fastfood.com. Right, today's guest, well, he's one of the best men I know. This guy, he's accomplished so much in the world of triathlon. It truly is remarkable. He's an Ironman machine. Um, Plus, he's a guy that's won the ITU World Long Course Distance Championships, so don't forget that one. But the guy has been on the podium at Ironman Kona so many times and so many top 10s at the the World Championships in Kona. It's unbelievable. Add to that all his wins at Ironmans and 70.3s, victories just all around the world, mate. It's been absolutely an incredible career to watch. But even more recently, the last couple of years, coming back from a near-fatal heart attack back in um, 2021 and known as the Widowmaker, that heart attack, and he came all the way back, qualified for Kona Ironman with a third in, uh, in Boulder Ironman and still ended up with a top 15 at the Kona Ironman World Championships after having a heart attack. I... I know, that story is never going to get old. He's probably tired of talking about it, but I just think it's absolutely incredible. But beyond all of that, honestly, like I said, he's been a great mind of mine for many, many years. We've shared many laughs and probably even more bottles of wine between us. Um, Had some legendary parties, both at my place and at his. So good, mate. Awesome to have him back. Great husband and father, um, mate. So thanks for coming back on The Greg Bennett Show, Mr. Timothy O'Donnell. T.O., how are you, mate? Greg, great to catch up with you. We were just joking that we had to we had to get scheduled on a podcast to catch up, brother. This is awesome. Uh, you know what? You know what's crazy is I think um, you know between work and family and 
just stuff. Sometimes it's hard to just hit a pause button and catch up with a mate. So this is where the podcast works out pretty well. I'm like, hey, why don't we just record our chat? We can always edit out some of the stuff. Um, so thanks it's for making it. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Now Laura Laura asks what you do. I'm like, I, 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 sorry, it's for the podcast. I got to talk to T.O. <laughs> see, see, see you later, Laura. You um, keep it quiet out there, please, because yeah. I'm talking to T.O. Okay. <laughs> you got the kids for the next couple of hours? <laughs> Oh mate, well it has been it has been a while. Last, last year on the show it was actually just over a year ago, um, and you were getting ready for the Kona Ironman World Champs after you know, like I said in the intro, you know, coming back from a heart attack and and then seeing if you could get all the way back to the Ironman World Championships. And I actually didn't speak to you really post since that, and so we got a lot to catch up on this past year um, for listeners. Tio has been a regular on the show. Uh, he's one of my very first interviews. If you go all the way back, I think you're like episode 10 or way, something. Way yeah, yeah. And then we we did that really great in-person one um, in 2021. I still get so many people co- uh, comment on that. Yeah, that was such a yeah, cool episode. Like, that was so, so good. Yeah. <laughs> We were so awesome, Tio. No, it was just, uh, you know, it really was one of those, you know, you guys, we've shared a lot together and that includes, you know, the experiences of becoming new dads together around the same time and, 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 you know, our wives are best friends and kids and everything else. So when you have someone in that close that, you know, goes through an episode like you had, um, and then to see, you know, we, we did that interview in person, it was kind of emotional for people that want to go check that one out in 2021. It was a really cool interview. Um, last year we did the one where you were coming all the way back and about to go to Kona Ironman world champs. And, and now it's, it's, I feel like it's been just a, it's quite a journey, mate. Do you, do you look in and go, man, the last couple of years have been kind of a lot. Yeah. It's uh, I can't, I mean, since 2019 that, that yeah, second place, yeah, it's that's true. been a whirlwind and that was a long time ago now. Right. Like oh, God. Oh, <laughs> that, yes. it feels like just yesterday, but the, the things that have happened between then and now, I know. Well, seriously, uh, I surely never would have, uh, you know, charted this path, um, in my brain, but here we are. <laughs> I did skip over that 2019. I, I should have, you know, that to me, you know, for career highlight for you, uh, I don't know what, when we can talk about that in a little bit, but, you know, going, breaking eight hours in Kona. And this is before the silliness of seven forties and everything else was happening. I know um, what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was scratching my head, Greg. <laughs> I know. Well, I think 2018 was the first year they went under, right? And that was Patrick, yep. Patrick Langer. Um, then Jan and you the next year with Jan's 752 or something and your 758, 59. Yep, 59. And um, and the fastest ever American, you know, which is a big deal when you think of the dominance of Americans for, you know, many, many years in Kona. And that was kind of a cool one for you to get, being an all-American boy, Navy boy and everything else. Yeah. I, I, I like that one. Um, so, yeah, it's amazing. And now they're going 740. And sp- you know what? <laughs> as, as we talk about it, it's almost like we never like the Mark and Dave moment uh, back in 89 where they just kind of, they shatter that ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we never really had that. You know, it's like Patrick and Jan in 1819, like Jan was, he was going over Patrick, going for his Patrick, Patrick's record. Mm. And that was definitely like a motivator for him because he was a couple of minutes ahead of me. didn't need to, mm. to push much more, but we didn't have that head to head. And then, 
so there's guys pushing each other, but not directly. And then in, you know, 19 with, um, with laid low and the, and the Norwegians, you had that head to head. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was that? 2022, 20, 2023, 22, 20, 22, 22. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 22. Yeah. So when you had those guys in 2022, oh. I think that's really where the part of the catalyst for yeah. everybody going silly fast. <laughs> it was silly fast. I had Sam laid low on the show. Um, last year and and we were talking about that and i said you know did you think you you had it one kind of thing he thought well yeah maybe but then he said yeah but then gustav started running 320k pace the final 10k yeah, yeah. i'm like who's doing who's doing 320k pace the final 10k in kona <laughs> which is not the easiest of terrain or conditions no and, I, and blew it, by him he's like what <laughs> Yeah, he was, I think Gustav was ready to run whenever he needed to run yeah. to win that race. Yeah, yeah, that was an outstanding performance. And then we took a look at this year, Sam Laidlow and what he was able to come do. And I don't know if you, you watched it or if you were there, but it was, that was dominance. That was yep. absolute dominance. I've never seen uh, a, well, the level of comfort he had on the bike oh. for, you know, not, not just being like destroying everybody on the bike and looking like he was out for a, like a spin. It just looks so, <laughs> he actually looked, you know, the guy swims front pack or leads out of the water if he wants, um, looks so good on the bike Then running. He just looks smooth. He didn't look like yeah. he was going to falter at all. I know he had a rough start to 2023. But you and we've always laughed, you, me, Rennie, and Laura, about, you know, having a rough start early in the year is not always a bad thing. Do you remember yeah, we'd all be like, dangerous. oh, Rennie, it's okay. We were all winning like 70.3s or whatever races we were doing. It's like, <laughs> Rini, and Rennie's getting smashed. And we're like, it's okay, Rennie, it's okay. And boom, she'd come out and dominate Kona. We'd be like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Course record. Boom. Course record. The 251 <laughs> marathon. Oh. Oh, so you had that in your pocket all the time, huh? Yeah. She'd just give us, give us a little wink. <laughs> Did you enjoy your little races early in the year, yeah. chumps? How were those little, those races were so cute, so cute watching you guys breaking your little finish line tapes. <laughs> oh man, that, that, that's how I kind of looked at Sam this year. It was like, okay guys, yes, you can have all of that stuff, but I'm going to come here on home turf in yep. front of my family and, you know, representing my home country and I'm going to just absolutely annihilate it. And, um, man. It was incredible. And that's where I think like Chelsea and Lucy in uh, Kona this year, I think. Well, I just, like just so you them have been had those quiet years. Well, just for reference to you. So, you know, this episode's actually going to come out the day, two days after the results oh, okay. of the women. So as we talk, keep that in mind that um, listeners, we're doing the best we can. <laughs> we, we're yeah. guessing. Um, but we, oh, what a phenomenal race that was. Isn't it incredible? <laughs> Actually, we should see how right we can. We can get it. Okay, who's your pick on the on the women's? Oh, man, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Chelsea again. Mm. It's an incredible field. Uh, yeah, actually, there's seven. I was talking about this with Rennie. There's yeah. seven legit contenders yeah. to win this race. Yeah. So I think it's going to be the most exciting women's race we've ever seen. In I, I think you're up. I, look, honestly, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think the fact that this Kona, they're on their own, right? And yep. I think it's great that we have, we don't know who's going to win to dr to bring more eyes to it. You know, I, I don't, you know, we've had the men's world championships and I want to make sure that 
the women's world champs get all the praise that it needs. And I think by having an event where we don't know what's going to happen, I think there's a, I don't know what Taylor Nib. I mean, she's involved there with you. Maybe you've spoken to her, but if she's just we, going there to did, test. We did have dinner. We had yeah. dinner with her the other night. Yeah. What's she say? She's, uh, I mean, it's kind of funny because she's so good. She's so good. I mean, she could absolutely <laughs> win this thing. Um, like she's just, and she's so headstrong. Not only mm. is like, she's incredibly physically talented like, she's going to go get out there and not like, she's just going to keep freaking charging. Mm. But I mean that with the lead in with her, I, I mean, it's ignorance is bliss, but you know, Rudy and I were chatting with her and she's like very much like wanting like, Hey, what, you know, like tell me, give me, like, give me some, <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. 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 And we we're both kind of like, yeah, you got this. Like yeah. you're, you're the type of athlete that's going to figure it out. Um, yeah. and she's going to do it her own way as well. So, uh, I think she could help, uh, Lucy, Lucy. Absolutely. I think, uh, Lucy's been on her own every time there. And, uh, I think Taylor, I don't know that Lucy has to stick with her on the bike, but I think if Taylor does her normal swims very well and then just puts a hammer down on the bike, um, you could sort of have a Taylor, then Lucy and then Daniela coming, you know, and, but that gives a a carrot for Lucy, which I think, you know, might be, I mean, Lucy's always been a front runner, so I don't know how comfortable she, if she really needs a carrot to chase, um, but I think it could be good for her. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I think you never can out Daniela. Cause I mean, no, of course not. No way. I mean, no, probably <laughs> the goat. Um, yeah, but uh, it's going to be hard because Taylor has that advantage in the swim. And then I don't think anybody's going to ride stronger than Taylor. So, mm. <sighs> I mean, that's been da- Daniela's MO to win the race, right? Just crush everybody on the bike. Yeah. Uh, and you have a big enough lead. It doesn't matter um, if they run low 250, they're not going to catch you. Yeah. I, I think you're right. It doesn't work with Taylor. Yeah. I, I, I like your pick of Chelsea though. I think she's been a bit quiet this whole year. Um, I think that's an interesting one. If the runners can really, you know, the, I mean, not to say that, all of them can't run. They're all sub three hour marathoners. It's, yeah. You know, they're all running well. But I'd say Annie and Chelsea are, yeah. they have that one God, extra yeah. gear. It's like the names, the Annie Hug, five. Chelsea Sedaro. Like how we yeah. not, you know, it's like, my goodness. And they've had a- I mean, Cat Matthews, Laura Phillip. <laughs> oh, um, yes, Cat. I've got to get those, Cat on the show. Both of them are, are in, they, they're 100% in that yeah. conversation. Yeah, Laura Phillips and Cat Matthews are two that I kind of feel like we don't talk about enough. Um, obviously, we talk about Kat in terms of her coming back from her, you know, incredible, ac- you know, accident. But actually, I've got to get her on the show. Um, so, Kat, if you're listening to this, I'll reach out to you. But anyway, I think it's a <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mate. Little segue. Um, I, I think it's yeah. I'm excited to watch it. Right, I, I watch it all unfold. Um, I I'm still a bit old school in the sense that I don't know. I kind of wish all the men and women were still together. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I just think the, just the vibe will be different, just uh, nothing else alone, but just the number of people that are going to be out on the course. Yeah, it was different in Nice, not having the, the women, like yeah. the men crossed the lines, like, okay, I don't know. Like it was great. I enjoyed it, but I, I like to, having the women's race coming up next is always kind of like the, but then I also like the fact that the women get to be first across the line. 
two for once. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the two day format at the same location. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think that's great because, you know, yeah, I think last true. year worked really well. Yeah, that's um, true. That's a good point. Yeah, it's unfortunate but, they don't want that again. I mean, there's only 1,100 uh, women racing, I believe. So just that feel of, you know, last mm. year there was 5,000 racers over two days and now there's, you know, 20% of that. So Yeah, and you're not getting the whole circus going. You know, there's a lot yeah, of... Uh, that's what I feel bad about. Like, yeah. I want... Like, that race is so special and those women are so special as well. Like, I just want it to be an amazing week. Um, yeah. I'm sure it will be, but... Well, it's just, it's hard, but you know, if you're a sponsor, you know, and a lot of these companies, you know, they, they, they invest a lot in Kona. It's expensive, you know, housing, you know, yep. the booths and every, you know, the athletes that you work with and it's quite an output. And then now you've got to go, oh, we're going to do that at Nice and Kona. And, Absolutely, yep. and all these companies don't have, that, you know, some do and they'll be there and they'll be impactful, but we lose a little bit of our... Smaller company, you know, I, yep. I think yep. of our good friends, you know, Luke and Beth McKenzie and, and Win Republic and their whole clothing brand and they, they, they're crushing it. They're working so hard and, you know, big shout out to those guys, but it's hard, you know, they, they got kids and they don't yeah. want to be away from their kids and they got blah, blah, blah. It's just like, now you're just doubling it up on, on, on everybody. And I just think it's, it's tough. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, well, on the flip side, they'll have a lot more athletes that, haven't done Kona before, so they might be willing to spend more money at the that's expo. That's true. That's true. Because usually it's like the same people every year qualify for Kona. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, or, you know, <laughs> you know maybe good. now people are going to be so pumped. They're going to just be oh, glass like half full. Sales. What a, what a great way to look at it to you. Glass half full. I love that. It was funny because I was talking to a mate of mine. He's like, well, it kind of cheapens my, you know, Ironman slot because it was so hard to make that. Uh, now it's easier for people to get there. I'm like, well, I don't know. It's still, I agree with you. I think it's, more people to get the opportunity to go there is still pretty cool to experience yeah. the Holy Grail. I think, I think it's great. Um, but yeah, the big thing for me is just to keep the men, men and women together. Um, yeah. I do feel for a lot of the sponsors in trying to make it happen, trying to go to both, but look, I wasn't in the boardroom meeting when they made all these decisions and I'm sure that it was made with, um, I'm surprised they didn't call you, Greg. I'm amazed. I'm always amazed. I'm, <laughs> I'm amazed. I'm amazed that, look, I had Zibby on the show, you know, from Challenge Family on a few weeks ago, and I sit here and go, I'm amazed that the world of triathlon, I'm just kidding, everybody. Um, <laughs> Greg has surely, all the answers. Surely they need my, they want my opinion on this. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, don't they know? Did I did I miss a call from Andrew? Huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I know they're looking for another CEO. Where where was the invite? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, could you think of a worse position? I I love our sport. I love it, and I love the sport of Ironman, PTO, Challenge, Super League, World Triathlon, whatever you want. I love it all. But to be in the Ironman position, you know, man, they either love you or hate you. You got you got to be careful. Yeah. It would not be a an idea, and then and then you're on the road so much too. Not not an easy task for anybody to take on. No, yeah, you see that with um, yeah, Rini uh, did um, the commentary in Finland, mm. and uh, you know she's called me from her from her uh, facetiming me from her room that's like the size of a shoebox, <laughs> and I'm like, it's not it's not so glamorous. <laughs> the life of the uh, the like no. the support team around the event, it's not so glamorous. No, it's it's really. It's really, look, as athletes, we went around the world and you were very focused, right? You kind of turned up, you knew the course, you were figuring out your food, you're getting everything dialed in, you're doing your final preps. When you go there to commentate, I've done a few of them now, it is a bit like, okay, well, 
chat to a few athletes and um, do some homework. And it's just like, I don't want to be away yeah. from my family doing this now. I was going to do the commentary for the PTO. You know, I had some meetings with Sam Renouf and, and um, long story short, they couldn't afford me. And that, <laughs> that is more in part my time with my family is worth a certain amount. Not that I'm so great at commentary, but it's more my time, right? Is, a little is, bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> this soothing voice on the commentary on the other end. I, you know what, though? To do that one, um, it was a career highlight for me to commentate um, in San Marin alongside Phil Liggett. Um, oh, yep. You know, Phil, and we become mates. That's kind of a cool thing. Like Phil Liggett, I just love the guy. And anybody who's watched the Tour de France the last, and well, he's been doing it 50 years, but yeah, to have him as a mate, to be able to commentate with him, even though our headsets didn't work, it was hilarious. We had to kind of, we were almost cheek to cheek commentating. It was. <laughs> and you loved it. You like, I loved it. <laughs> you, you sabotaged the equipment, didn't you? <laughs> Let's get a little closer to old Phil. <laughs> Oh, mate. Anyway, I feel like we've digressed. I, I, I we have, totally have. <laughs> we, I was actually thinking you sent me the whole uh, the whole little schedule, and I'm like, this was not on the, the sheet. <laughs> yes, I know. I do. I do send all my guests a little bit of an idea of where we're going to go. But, mate, well, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's look at this past year, mate. You, um, yep. w- what? Since last October, like I said, you raced Kona Ironman. You were thirteenth. Tell me about that. Yeah, that was, uh, it's kind of funny. I was 13th, uh, still top American. And it was, I think my second or third fastest time in Kona ever. Wow. Well, what was <laughs> it? What like, was your time there? I remember. Uh, 802. Oh, jeez, Yeah. Which is about the same as I went in 14. Uh, oh. not sorry, not 14, 18. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, just a, a little idea of the, how the level jumped so drastically last year, but you know, I, it, it took a lot mentally, to get to the start line, even more so physically coming mm. back from the heart attack. Um, and, you know, I really struggled in, in Des Moines to, to get that spot and then started to have some like uh, arrhythmias and stuff after that race and got really stressed out. And that's when I found the uh, clearly scan and was able to gain my confidence back to really know that everything, everything inside the heart was looking good. Mm. But I tell you what, I, I'm, I know how to put myself in the front of that race um, and, and, and put myself in position for a good race. And mm. I, I still did it. I, you know, I think I was off the bike in fifth. Um, it kind of held the gap to the Norwegians uh, on the ride home on the Queen K, which is great. Uh, didn't quite have the top end when they were uh, punching it up to Javi. Um, I remember actually uh, Magnus and, Christian kind of attacked and it was Gustav, someone else. And then me, we got strung out. Uh, I got dropped from Gustav. I got back up to him going into an aid station on the climb to Javi. He looked back, saw me still there attacked. And I'm like, you know what? I'm taking my water and, uh, I can't like, see you later youngster. See you later young pup. (laughs) Caught up in in whatever is happening up here. I'm going to be smart. And, uh, but yeah, on when I got on that run, Greg, um, you know, I, Probably overrode a little bit for my fitness, mm. which well, you rode a four thirteen. I mean, yeah, it was, it was it was a solid ride, and yeah. um, it, it was a well well ridden ride in terms of like variability of power and stuff. Uh, honestly, it wasn't even it probably wasn't even fitness on the run. It was just I was mentally uh, 
the toll of it all really started to show on on the run. And that's where uh, about eight or nine miles, uh, I was still kind of with Sebi and Magnus and, you know, in the mix, like around six, seventh type position. And uh, I'm like, all right, I can try to hang in on this and I might be walking soon. Uh, Or I can just like Mm -hmm. really enjoy being out here and, and celebrate what it took to get back to this place and, and celebrate everybody that helped me get back to this place and uh, just, you know, be, be smart and be steady and, and, and finish strong with my head held high, mm-hmm. uh, which really honestly was more important to me. Uh, at that point I knew I wasn't going to be on the podium. I wasn't going to run a two forty. Mm-hmm. you know, I would have needed to run probably under two forty to get on the podium, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I'm like, okay, well, fourth through 10th, I've, geez, I've literally done, every one of those spots yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, I was trying to think I, I you've done nearly every one of those spots literally i, I think you've yeah <laughs> so none of those yeah. it's like whatever <laughs> yeah so but it really came down to that i made a decision yeah um, yeah i made the decision that hey this i won't i want to have this moment to celebrate and it was honestly the you know well 19 19, I got to celebrate in the finish line, but even some of my other good races, I was just so far gone. Like you just get to the finish line. Yeah. So it was actually really nice to celebrate coming in. And, um, Julie was out on the run course and she's like, come on to like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and Rennie too. And I'm like, um, I'm just, uh, I'm soaking it up dibs. Yeah. Leave me alone. Soaking it up. Yep. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any, you know, you went an 802.57. Did you, you know, knowing that you've gone a 7.59, was there any, I'd love to go under eight again, or I'd love to do my best time, you know, being that it was so close or was it? No. Yeah, I would have, I would have loved to, to, to have done that. Um, yeah. But, yes. and I'm, Whatever. and I think I could, yeah. And, and hindsight, I'm like, oh, I could have, but it, I mean, the reality of it is, is like, it was like, I was mentally toast out there. Yeah. Uh, it just, you know, that I get it. Willingness yeah. to just, just dig it had gone into everything. It took me to <laughs> come back mm, to that point. Mm. I also think if you say you had gone your fastest time and, and finished, you know, 10th or 11th or whatever, I, I actually think it, I don't want to, you don't want to take away from that un- incredible 2019 either. Like, I still love the fact that that was your fastest time. It was up against arguably the GOAT, to your point. Yep. You, you pushed him all the way because even at this Ironman level, those kind of minutes, it's not much. Everybody knows that that's one tiny stomach cramp <laughs> and, right. and those yep. five minutes go boom like that. It's yep. kind of, yep. uh, you know, you kept him on the edge all the way to the end. For me, you know, and we'll get into this in a sec, but, you know, I look back at that performance and I love that it kind of just stands out. And then this one stands out on its own merit in the sense of, look, I made it back. I went an 802, <laughs> an 802 in Kona, uh, 13th, great result, top American, like you said. I just think it's got its own story. Like you've got your own chapters written now. And I, and I think it's kind of cool that you have that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I kind of finished and I'm like, we're the other U.S. guys. Come on, you know, like yeah. Well, Matt wasn't far <laughs> behind you, was he? Matt Hansen, he was no. Matt was yeah. Matt wasn't far behind. Yeah. Julie actually did say that. She's like, "Well, Matt's right behind you." I'm like, "Okay, I'll 
make sure I, uh, <laughs> make sure I stay in front of my boy. Yeah, don't let that guy get me. Come on. Uh, I love, I love Matt. Did I just see, I think he's about to become a dad too. I think I saw him. He is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they're doing maybe March. Congrats, Matt. Super excited. He's going to be an awesome dad, by the way. Oh yeah. He's, he's an awesome <laughs> he's guy. He's dad. an awesome, an awesome man. Super smart. Um, and then, okay. So moving on from Kona then, was there any kind of like, I'll do another Ironman or anything? Or was that kind of, okay, I feel pretty, <laughs> that was like you said, mentally, phew, huge to get there what was the mindset you know actually i did after the race i'm like i could i think i could do that better um it's an athlete mentality mate yeah not what Rini wanted to hear at all (laughs) (laughs) all right you got the kids for the next year um because (laughs) um and i part of me definitely was wanted to to do it again Mm. um but then quickly we heard about the, the switch to Nice mm-hmm. and that, mm-hmm. that ended it right there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There was no part of me that wanted to learn a new Ironman world championship at this point in my career. Yeah. I don't blame you. Um, and then 2023 starts off with a pretty good knock, mate. Another win. Yeah. That honestly was my goal for the whole goal for the year. I'm like, I just want to win a race again. Yeah. Because it had been a bit of a dry like, spell. Okay. Yeah, 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 it had been, yeah. yeah it's well, I mean, 19, even 19 was a rough year before Kona. Yeah. You know, broken ribs. 2018 the was the last time I see you winning a 70.3. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I broke my ribs at the beginning of 19, and then yeah. I broke my foot right before Kona. Oh, remember that. So I could barely keep it together. You know, luckily <laughs> pulled out that great race. And then, you know, freaking COVID comes along, and then... Yeah. Hello, heart attack. And then heart attack. Uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden I'm 40, almost 43. Jeez, isn't that incredible? When you look right? at that, broken ribs, broken foot, COVID comes and hits everybody, um, then a heart attack. So, yeah, there's a reason that there's five years between drinks, but that must have felt really good winning Ironman <laughs> 70.3 Peru, huh? It was, and uh, I was I, I, a little sick before the race, and my form was okay. wasn't amazing. Um, yeah. Luckily, I could put myself in position of the bike, but I was going kind of going backwards in the middle of the run. Um, so I'm just glad I didn't screw it up. It was but my heart rate was like 186 at the finish line. I was like, Whoa. for you know, for me at 42, that was um, wow, I was pushing high. that. You know, that's high. Well, you held off a decent feel with you know, Ego Amarelli. He, been around forever, Igor. Um, Andy Potts was in there. Potts, yep. Potsy, what's he now? He's late forties, surely. He's going to be forty-six, maybe forty-seven. Oh, still, still crushing it. Another one, Andy. Got to get you on the show, mate. I haven't caught up with him. Has ages. he never been on the show? Never been on the show. I've asked him. Oh, um, come on, Andy. I think he's probably gone to crickets. Him and uh, Lionel Sanders. I've tried to get on the show, but he, he, for whatever reason. Um, hasn't wanted to come on, but whatever. Uh, um, <laughs> I'd love to get Andy on. Andy and I had a lot of head-to-heads, and, and I just respect him oh, so yeah. much. He's a phenomenal athlete. Such a great athlete. I mean, he won so many races oh. kind of from, what, like 07 on, right, 08 on. Well, remember when we raced? I remember we raced, and it was um, in 2008, and, and whoever won the final race in Dallas would, you know, won the series. So it was a big deal. Anyway... Well, long story short, I won it. But he was right behind, and I ran a 30-30, and he was like a 30-55 for the 10K. Six days later, he's racing his first Ironman Kona, and um, <laughs> and he finishes eighth, I think. Might yeah, have, yeah. Yeah. I just thought that, 10, yeah. that was amazing. 
Like there weren't many guys that could run that kind of speed and have that much power in short course. And then six days later, go to an Ironman. I was impressed. Yeah. Um, not sure it's the smartest way to prepare for an But Ironman. yeah, but why, right? Like- <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a bit of money on the line for those lifetime series races back then. So I, I understood <laughs> that, but um, that's not an easy way to do your first Kona. No, definitely not. Yeah. But anyway, mate, you, you won Peru. Um, that was cool. And then you've, how's the rest of the year been? Uh, it's kind of, it's, it's followed the uh, theme of the last five years, Greg, a lot yeah. of uh, ups, <laughs> a ups, lot of ups and, downs. and downs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um, yeah, I was fourth at a uh, great field at uh, Panama city, uh, 70.3, mm-hmm. which was fun for me. That's, that's where I did my first, uh, half Ironman ever back in college. Oh yeah. And, uh, so it was, it was fun for me to go back there and do that race. Ended up fourth behind Lionel. Uh, sorry, Sam Long, Lionel, and uh, Jackson Laundry. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, pretty pretty good race. And then, uh, you know, actually, I started after that. Uh, started training pretty well. Um, was excited for Mont Tremblant, and then that got canceled due to the smoke. Oh, that's right. I remember you guys even were up there, weren't you? Didn't you make the yep. trip? Yeah, yep. brutal. And then um, I had some more like ups and downs with the heart, where I wanted to recheck things and <sighs> kind of backed off of training. Um, so kind of lost a little bit, a little bit of momentum and fitness after Tremblant and, uh, then got the invite to the U S open, yeah, which was great. Uh, did not run that well. Uh, and like I said, my fitness had kind of declined and I got the late notice, uh, with the wild card, but I had to do it being so involved in the, in the PTO and, yeah. up to this point, yeah, I yeah. just wanted to be a part of that race. And, uh, I was actually, <laughs> I was on the run I was thinking of you on the run. <laughs> Uh, thanks mate <laughs> you told me well, you told me this great story back with you and, and the other guys from from your generation i don't know was it maybe miles stewart or crowey or whoever it was uh about the black suits where if <laughs> if, if one of the boys was racing too long and uh embarrassing and embarrassing the generation that you guys would show up in in black suits no words spoken they would no words, no words spoken. spoken. <laughs> they would know it was time. Yes. And I was jogging along, not running well. And I just started thinking. The boys are going to be at I, my front door. I guess I'm going to get, get I'm going to see Greg pretty soon. Yeah. You know who that was with? That was, um, yeah, it was Crowey, uh, Chris Lee and Craig Walton, I think. Um, and we all made a pact that we said, look, if we start to embarrass ourselves, you know, that the others are all going to, no one's going to say anything. They're just going to turn up in suits, black suits, morning suits, <laughs> and just stand there and look at them and then walk away. <laughs> and that is when you know your time is done. <laughs> well, you know what the best part about that, Greg, is uh, on the on our way out to New York City for the New York City try last week, uh, yeah. I ran into Chris Lee at the airport. Oh, great. Yeah, I got we were talking about this. So he texted me after the race and said, looks like he dodged a black suit for another day. <laughs> there you go. Nicely done. Nicely done. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so he knows that, yeah, Chris and I and, and, and Crowe. Yeah, and I think, yeah, let's move on to that because New York, mate, you went New York for the first time. It's always been in July um, and has just moved into, what was it, start of October um, or late September, whatever the date was. Yep. Uh, yeah, October 1st. Yeah, it's, um, what was that, you know, what was that a whole experience like? It was still a 5.45 a.m. start. Is it still crazy? Uh, no, actually, it was a gentleman's start time, 7.30. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think with the cooler weather, they were uh, happy to kind of push it back a little bit. Uh, um, I was really excited for that race. Uh, I, haven't done, I hadn't done it, done it since 2006. Oh, wow. Where, 
Yeah, this guy won. Um, I oh, forget his name. He's such a tool, that guy. You, <laughs> no, you you won that year, and uh, I remember, I remember like incredibly long run of transition, and I'm just like hanging on, excited for the bike, and then uh, you, I was first or second, I think, on the hop on the bike, and then I you come riding by me, and there's a Toyota Sequoia lead vehicle, and uh, I'm not saying you got too close, but uh, you pulled away from us. <laughs> <laughs> pretty quickly rule power <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, come on come on but that was the last time i'd done that race oh wow so yeah. I, I was excited to go back and yeah. uh, it's fine i started the year off like i'm gonna do ironman maryland um you know want to do one more ironman go out and mm-hmm. you know kind of by the academy and naval academy and oh, cool. kind of wrap it up there and then it turned into like i'm just gonna focus on 70.3s and then it turned into, oh, Olympic distance race. That's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, suddenly you just get, oh, Super League. Hello. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you start getting shorter and shorter. Okay, I need a rest. I need a rest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, just, yeah, trying to life balance with the training. Now. Yeah. And I could actually found it with the Olympic, it was great. Uh, I could do some high-quality workouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I didn't need to be doing five, six hour, seven hour rides, yeah. three hour max long rides. And, um, yeah, it felt great. It turned it into athlon, unfortunately. So I lost my, um, oh. my, uh, advantage on the swim, but it's close to a duathlon anyway, New York swimming in the Hudson, yeah, with, the, the river with take the, with the current. Yeah. Remember that? I think it was Bob Babbitt put the Cheeto packet in and timed it. Yes. And it was yep. like 11 minutes and people were still going 15, 16 minutes. So <laughs> If you just not moved your arms, <laughs> you would have done 11 minutes. Just if you flipped on your back. <laughs> <laughs> I know some of those swims were in ridiculously fast. I remember yeah. you, you dive off the pontoon. If you dive deep enough, you just you pop up about 50 meters later. Like the water would just carry you so fast. <laughs> it's a great, a really, really cool race. So when I, when I do look at all the races around the world, Racing in New York, swimming in the Hudson, right, riding the Henry Hudson Highway, running a lap of Central Park, which is not flat, by the way. It's a brutal, no. brutal run. Um, it's just cool. I don't know. I've, I've always loved, it is, loved yeah. New York. Yeah. And you know, it was awesome. Uh, Matt Sharp, uh, we were chatting at the, the pro briefing, and um, he was so excited. He's like, I, and he was almost said, Oh, I can't believe we're racing in New York City. Mm. Like, I can't believe we're going to go race in Central Park. Like, this is yeah. amazing. And I, it was kind of nice to like, it was a nice little reminder to me how how special yes uh, it is this little job that we get to do. You know, know. So, well, you become uh, cynical and disgruntled and do, old, yeah. and then suddenly you forget to look at the the joy and have gratitude. Right? <laughs> You're like, hang on, I got to work on this now. Yeah, um, yeah, that's cool, mate. Yeah, I, really, I, yeah. I, look, and you got you got third. You said right? I did. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, set the bike course record. Get out. Yeah, fifty five, like oh two or oh three. Who's, was it my record you broke? I think maybe Cam. Cam died, maybe. I don't know. Find that hard. But Bill Burke uh, <laughs> was the race director. <coughs> Bill still is? Still, yeah, uh, he was still there. And he said, he said the bike course hasn't changed since um, 2001. They, yeah, they probably put down new hot tar. Oh man. I'm just teasing super, you. Super fast. Super I'm just fast. teasing you. Congrats, mate. <laughs> My ego still hasn't left me. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. I did I that. I assumed it was your bike course record too, by the way. <laughs> I thought I had them all. Yeah, you're like, surely that's mine. <laughs> 
I know. I guess Cam Dye could ride a bike too, couldn't he? I'll give him maybe. Yeah. I feel like that course should have been mine though. Anyway, moving on. Back to your show. <laughs> you're gonna I'm, you're gonna you're gonna come back. I'm gonna get a list of all the, the all the times in about an hour after we I am gonna go find my old SRM files and send it over to you and show a fifty four fifty eight. You're gonna go to print it out on that little dot matrix printer of yours. <laughs> and I'm gonna fax it over to you. Uh <laughs> Mate, well, anyway, look, we, we have again, once again, digressed, but I didn't, you know, for people that have jumped onto this podcast episode, you know, if they haven't met you before or don't know of you, it's probably too late to even say who you are and what you've done. But I want to, I want to recap your remarkable career because you're somebody that, you know, you, you can take us through it, but from what I could always tell, you know, it took you a few years to figure out who you were as an athlete. And then once you really figured that out, you were somebody that really went all in and embraced the sport and have just been so consistent for so long, apart from the, all the hiccups that we, <laughs> we've talked about. Uh, but you've, you keep coming back and you keep this consistency. And so when you look back, you know, at this career, what are the, you know, we've probably spoken a couple of them. What are some of the really great highs that, so you go, wow, that was kind of a cool time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been, geez, it's been a long career. I did my first race in my senior year of high school, uh, at the West Point triathlon in September of 98. So wow, it's a 25 years of, of doing this, uh, which is pretty insane. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, obviously, like you said, yeah, it did take a long, a long time for me to find myself and, and who I was. Uh, you know, I started off, obviously had a great colleague, uh, collegiate career while I, was, while I was at the Naval Academy. And back then I did not, it's so funny to look back. We did not know what we were doing. Training was just so just haphazard. And, you know, I was riding on tubular tires that were nine 19s. So super narrow pumped up to like 170, 170, <laughs> man, like just crashing every U-turn, every turnaround. I would just, my bike would slide out from underneath me um, and just picking it up and like going back, you know, just, it, I was just, you know, just headstrong and, and just brute force. Mm. And uh, I probably uh, burn a lot of mat mental matches mm -hmm. <laughs> at mm -hmm. that point in my career. Cause I wasn't, you know, necessarily the, the smartest or savviest of racers, but, um, yeah, just so I knew long course was going to be my calling and it just, it was a matter of time to get there. Mm. And, you know, I was doing the ITU stuff and on the national team and got a race alongside you for a couple of world championships. And, uh, but I never, I mean, my ITU career was pretty bad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, that's not fair. It just wasn't, for, it just wasn't for I mean, you. I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't the right distance or it wasn't for you. That's it. Oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think it's great that I was able to like fight, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, you see guys like, uh, guys that, you know, win gold medals or, you know, dominate a short course and then you, they come to Kona and you get to beat them. Like, that's pretty cool. You know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, but I think my, I think my top ITU performance was like 11th place at a world cup. So, mm. uh, nothing too amazing until, uh, until 2009, 10, when I really, my running really clicked, mm. uh, I started really to run, to run well. What did you do and, there? Uh, Is there anything that you can kind of put that down to that got you? Yeah. Running? So, I mean, uh, at that time 
I was kind of on the fence with, with, uh, IT. So, or world triathlon, I guess now, right. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. how, that's yeah. how old we are, man. Oh, it gets hard to keep up with all the changes, <laughs> but go on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I was on the fence. I'd started to win 70.3s in 09. So, uh, there, I wasn't doing, I wasn't traveling for ITU. I was just doing domestic stuff, but I did the Pan American champs and the U S nationals, um, on the podium for both of those in 09. And then on the podium again at U S nationals in 10, but yeah. So I was at a point where actually the way I was running, I think I could have been in contention for, uh, a spot on the U S Olympic team, mm-hmm. but I mean, I knew I wasn't a medal contender. So I had this opportunity where, okay, you can go and try to make a career at long course, or you can chase the Olympic dream. Maybe you make the Olympic team to participate and then shoot yourself in the foot in terms of career building. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think I made the right choice to, to just fully commit to long course at the end of 2010. 100%. Well, you'd already won the ITU long distance world champs, right? Yep. yep. I mean, that, yeah. That was a uh, 09. 09. I mean, that was a, that had to give you a little bit of, Hey, this is maybe my thing. And you know, there were some decent names behind you in that race, by the way. I don't know if you've ever gone back and looked at the results, but there's, you know, Sylvian Sudry. He was amazing, French yep. guy. Yeah, he was, um, yeah. And yeah. they really focused on that race too, the yeah. French. Oh, they always have. They own yep. They own the world long course champs, the French. Yeah, they, that was like their thing. I don't know what, I don't know if they got paid just for that race or what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's amazing. They must have massive bonuses on it because they really, when they turn up, they turn up. But mm-hmm. Martin Jensen, Rian Rahula, it was a, you know, podium at the 2000 Olympics, um, Leon Griffin, who was, yep. um, yep. yeah, there's some, there's, Hoff, Ben Hoffman was there. Hoff, Hoff was in there yeah. too, was he? Hoff was there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a, and that was in Perth, I think, was it? Where was that? That was Perth. Yep. And I went yeah. right from Kona. I got to watch Rennie, uh, get second place at her first Ironman world championship. Oh, you guys had started to just, just date then, wasn't it around that yeah, time? Yeah, we had yeah. just, we had officially started dating. Uh, we had been like going on dates, but we, uh, Sorry, going steady. What does official mean? <laughs> After yeah. Kona. What does official mean when people say, oh, now, now it's official? How does it become official? Uh, I think it's just an understanding. Okay. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. I, I'm always curious as to what that means. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, go hey, on. Stop looking, ar- stop looking around. Eyes over here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Digressing again. So <laughs> I know. We, we so so that, that, minutes. that race to me was the one where it must have been okay this this is for me right i mean you went from that you, you got a 12th at ironman 70.3 world champs in 2009 not terrible but enough to say okay not too bad so actually greg so that uh, that uh, oh man oh nine i was on fire oh nine um you're falling in love mate I, yeah, I was weird. I was a man I, in Boulder, summertime in Boulder, like everybody was there. Just, it was amazing. But it was the start the year started off like, okay, moved to Boulder, got out of the Navy. It's huge life changes, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I did, I, Cliff and I were focused, Cliff English was uh, my coach at the time. And I credited him honestly with everything I've done to this point. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, you know, he was, took a guy that was, couldn't get in the top 10 in a world cup to, you know, mm-hmm. breaking Craig Alexander's course record at, uh, I St. Croix 70.3 in May of 2009. Right. Mm-hmm. Like just, um, you know, amazing coach, amazing friend, but, um, we've been focusing on my running 
And I did uh, New Orleans 70.3 before I did St. Croix. And I was really excited. I'm like, okay, this is a year. Like, make a break, you know? Like, I got X number of dollars. I can make it a year or whatever in Boulder before I got to get a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I lost all my nutrition on the bike. Had a horrible bike ride. Lost a ton of time. And I just I had like, like we said earlier, you got to be glass half full. So mm-hmm. kind of flipped the narrative and said, all right, you've been working on your run. Just run as fast as you can. And, and like, it doesn't matter where you end up in this race. Just run as fast as you can see what happens. Well, I ended up having the fastest runtime and ran myself onto the podium. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh man, I, maybe I can run, mm-hmm. maybe I can run. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that really started it all. And then, you know, that first big win in St. Croix in beginning or in May of 09. Uh, and, but back to 70.3 worlds, I got a penalty that year. This is the only oh. penalty I've ever gotten in racing. Oh, you cheater. Um, you cheater. <laughs> <laughs> but it was I can't like, stand people that cheat like you, Tio. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was that year. I think the women, they sent the women off before us or something. And it was just chaos. Oh, at yeah, Clearwater. yeah. Yeah. And there was like, there remember, you probably remember that picture. There's like 10 or 12 guys in the penalty tent. <laughs> And it's just like a party going on. But oh, I was in that race. I'm just, I just went down through the, I was 27th. There you go. Really? I'm giving you a hard time about, you got a penalty and got 12th. What, what, what was <laughs> I, I was doing? so mad, man. Cause I was riding, I literally rode up to the front to get on the front of the, yeah. to the front of the group. And the guy comes and he gives me like, says like three or four different things that I did. And I'm like, well, which, which one was it? He's like, oh, this and this. And I'm like, seriously. <laughs> What were you doing? You were throwing rubbish, drafting, and what else were you drafting, doing? slotting in? I guess I don't know. Like <laughs> blocking, 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 throwing trash. <laughs> <laughs> you were just havoc. <laughs> I was just, just get him off the course. Get, yeah. get this guy off the course. <laughs> oh man, yeah, but that's still like you said to be able to run up. Then even even after penalties and stuff, and still have a you know a reasonable day. And then I look at twenty ten. You know, you get second at ITU long distance behind Sylvain Sadri, and then you're on the podium at 70.3 worlds once you decided to really commit to, yep. to this distance. It was pretty, it's a pretty fast, once you decide, right? Once you decide, okay, I'm this kind of athlete, I know who I am and I'm going to work on it, the progression's then pretty quick. Yeah, um, I, mean, I honestly think 9 and 10 were probably my, some of my best years of racing. Mm. Um, definitely mm. the best I my run was, you know, I was running the best in yeah. my career. Uh, but it, it was at a price too. I mean, the, the volume I was doing on running with, I mean, I was doing 90, 95 mile run weeks in January, February. Wow. Along with swimming and biking. And um, I think it, yeah, I was probably pretty close to, to, um, to being over, yeah. chronically overtrained or chronic fatigue, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That's some big miles, 95 miles. My goodness, it's a hundred. Yeah, well, you know, my running wasn't very good, Greg. I had to work really yeah, hard. <laughs> that's true. That's true. No, no, but still, you always had you had the engine, and it was just about you got to build, rebuild the chassis. Yeah. And so yeah. with that, yeah, you got to put the work in to rebuild a whole chassis, and you did that. You know, and and with, yeah, like but said, but also, uh, I mean, I was I that was pure fitness, right? Like I was yeah. running fast off of fitness and yeah. that doesn't translate so well for an Ironman, no. uh, you know, no. running off the bike, running off 180 K and then running, you know, 42 K. Mm. So I almost had to relearn how to like figure out my run, you know? Yeah. When, when was your first Ironman? Was that 2011? 
2011, yeah. And you got a second at Ironman Texas, wasn't it? Or yeah, second behind an Echo. Um, Lanos, yeah. Yeah, who, who was, was what? So he was second at Kona too yeah. uh, back in the day. Yeah, and I caught him. Uh, he and Chris Lieto got me on the bike by a couple minutes. I caught him at mile eighteen and nineteen, and then he—I mean, he was so—he was such a savvy. He was a veteran at that time, and uh, he just pulled away again the last ten k. Yeah. So, but still, not a bad debut at, at yeah. Ironman. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Um, okay, so let's talk about some more. What else jumps out to you when you think? career highlights we've done some really great ones early on there um 2019 we've talked about with your second at Kona anything what else jumps out when you go wow um yeah I mean obviously Kona was the focus and I think I think I missed out you know winning my first Ironman in Brazil was in 13 was was amazing Mm. um oh uh 70.3 uh North American champs in 2012 when Lance raced Oh yeah. Uh, I, I really wanted to win that race. Um, and you know, ended up, you know, I think Lance was six or seventh. you know, everybody wants to, everybody wants to beat him, but, uh, Sebastian was there and he was about to be the, you know, he won his first 70.3 world championship later that year. So he was, he was, I mean, top of the top at that point. And I was able to, um, uh, out sprint him. Oh, for the win there, which was pretty, pretty cool race. Yeah, that is cool. I remember that actually. I think I got, yeah, actually I started the sprint and like, I'm like, all right. I didn't realize how far we were from this finish line. So I started the sprint like 800 meters away (laughs) and I didn't realize I dropped him. And you just so I come going. turn around the corner. I turn around the corner down the finish chute, and everybody just sees me like bladed hands in a sprint finish <laughs> with myself. Oh, mate, I know that too well. I know that too well. And when and the crowds like, are there, and you can, and you don't ever look back, right? That's one no, golden you can't rule. Look back. You can't never look back. back. And then you're like, huh? I could have really dialed that back a bit. I could have really. I could have celebrated a little bit more. And it's like the worst finish line, like yeah. grabbing the tape, falling over, like. <laughs> Like the throwing up on yourself, just not a photo you want to put out. And they haven't even, magazine. they can't even see second place yet. They're like, huh. yeah, yeah, exactly. You look back and they're like, where's Sevi go? <laughs> he just stopped. You did one surge 800 meters ago. He's like, ah, oh, screw it. <laughs> You're like, oh man. <laughs> I know. I have some experiences like that. I remember doing one where I had to sprint away from Chris McCormack. I think it was for the Aussie champs. And we're coming down the hill at Malulabar there. And I just went for it, went around him as hard as I could. And then for about 50 meters, I could hear, um, his coach on the sideline uh, yelling at him still. He was, so he was about five meters behind. So I just kept sprinting, but I didn't know that he'd given up about 20 meters later, <laughs> but I had to sprint all the way through the crowd on this track. And then I got to the line collapse, exactly like you said, spitting all over myself. And it was a good, I don't know, 20 seconds. And then Macca kind of just wanders in. Hey mate. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. I thought, I, I thought you were right there. I know that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a that is a really cool one that you had. What about when yeah. you first jumped on your first podium in Kona? What year was that? Twenty fifteen. That was uh, fifteen. Yeah, um, yeah, that was great too. Actually, I uh, I had always I, I, one decision I did make in my career was just really to to focus on Kona, mm-hmm. and I, I think I missed I missed a lot of opportunities for Ironmans. I think I could have potentially won, but yeah, um, I wasn't looking to stack my resume. I just, I really just wanted to do well that one race, but yeah, yeah that first podium in 15, uh, I'd always gotten dropped on the climb up to Javi and I'm like this year, I'm not getting dropped. I'm getting back to the queen K at the front of this race. Mm. And 
all of a sudden I kind of like broke away a little bit going into the turnaround. And then all of a sudden I'm by myself off the front and I didn't even know what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I did not plan for this. So that yeah, that was pretty pretty cool. And I was looking at the, some of the times there. The the marathon was really slow that year. Do you remember? Uh, that? It was incredibly hot that year. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, that was the hottest. I, I remember spectating in '09 was incredibly hot, and then other than that, I've never had a been uh, a year as hot as '15 there. Yeah, because I'm looking at Jan won the race with a 2:52 marathon. You know, yep. like now we'd be laughing at that, but it was a really, that was in the days when we used to have really tough conditions. I feel like it's kind yeah. of, it's kind of the last been nice 18. Yeah. It's uh, been so fast. <clears throat> It'd be interesting to see if Kona becomes like an old Kona for the women. Um, big, massive wins, really hot. Or if oh, they're going right, to get good right, conditions yeah. coming up this weekend. But yeah, mate, that's, um, <clears throat> when I look at you, your whole resume and the amount of top tens and, the focus on Kona, you know, I, I'm a big believer of focusing on the big races. It's like you said, building a resume wasn't what you were about. You wanted to really nail that. And especially when you're married to Rini, who's, you know, just going over there and winning it whenever she wants. Um, yeah, just the willy nilly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shit, I got to, I got to do something here. No, I mean, you both as a married couple turning up to that event, you know, how is, how, how were you able to manage that? You know, we, you both had different coaches, but yep. how, how did you manage it? Well, I think having the different coaches and having the different support teams was probably the biggest part of that, of yeah. making it work. Mm. Um, and honestly, it was a lot harder for me, I think, than it was for Rini. And I'm, you know, not trying to speak for her, but she was already established at Kona. You know, she had already won the race before I got there. So it was almost like it was her thing. And I was kind of um, not an afterthought, but like on the peripheral of of it all you know so it, and i think uh, i don't know if it hurt me or not um i think it may have been one of the reasons it took me a little longer to figure out what worked for me in kona and yeah. it wasn't until honestly probably 2015 where i just said okay this is what i'm doing this is what i need yes um, yes and yeah. and you could almost feel that that year like i was like I was in, I was doing what I needed to do. I was in the zone. Um, I wasn't getting stressed out about things. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was, that was, 15 was kind of that year where everything clicked for me. Yeah. I, I remember that when you started really taking more control and I'm going to go do camps in Kansas and I'm going to, you know, I need to do this and I need to do this and I'm going to travel yep. in at this time and you're going to travel at this time. And you yep, both, exactly, you both, yeah. you both, you both, you know, very strong marriage and <laughs> love each other dearly. But when it comes to your professional, having to do the best you both can, you was like, okay, yep. this is what, this and is the key event for the year. We do it right. Yeah. Yep. And there's, there's so much you can learn from another athlete's experience, especially a world champion. Mm. But at the end of the day, you're not the same person, No, you know? So whether it's, and I was blessed to have obviously Rennie and her guidance, but Craig Alexander as well as a good mm. friend and training partner. So here I am with a ton of knowledge um, and wisdom from their experience. But at the same time, it doesn't all translate to me. You know, no. I needed to train differently than Crowey. I needed to uh, prepare differently uh, in race leadings than Rini. And I don't know if it's maturity or self-confidence, but it took one of those two for me to finally uh, have the ability to, to do that for myself. 
That's a really good talking point, actually, about identifying you, your uniqueness and what works for you, right? And yeah. and um, when I had Pete Jacobs on the show a couple of weeks ago, and you know you know Pete well, and we've all trained in Noosa together, and and he was saying, look, I just can't be the guy that trains like everybody else. My body won't let me do it. You know, it, it, the the fatigue that he gets is just monumental. That he has to do things differently. He just can't operate. Yeah. And it was almost like his ability to adapt and identify who he was got him the world title. And a bit the same as you, once you really started nailing in who am I and how do I best operate, it was like, boom, a string of podiums and, and wins and, and yep. everything else started coming your way. And it's almost what you want to say to some of the younger athletes is, look, ask yourself the question constantly of, you know, who am I and what do I want? And yeah. am I in control of my life? You know, like, and if you can start to do that as early as you can in your career, I mean, you did that pretty well. I mean, you did it well by adapting from short course to the middle to, to Ironman distance, you know, in 2009. Um, yeah. And then you did it again when you said, okay, I need to pre prepare for the world championships my way. I mean, you got to have an amazing career because of that ability to, you know, understand your uniqueness which you are very unique <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and I, yeah you're right i have the pleasure with um you know train with julie dibbins mm -hmm. and her squad and there's you know a lot of young guys and I have the pleasure of um you know giving them some guidance or advice but it it all needs to be understood that hey you you know you still need to figure out what's best for you yes and, you know this is this is my experience, but that may not be for you. Yes. Uh, yes. And you, uh, it's so important for an athlete and really everybody, you have to be, you have the, you have to have the ability to be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, everybody wants to, you know, they want to think it's working, but Hey, you know, only, you know, if what you're doing is right and you have to have that, the ability to have that conversation with yourself and not like the answer. If it's, you know, a lot of people don't want to, they don't want to admit they're you know doing something wrong or not on the right path. And you have to be able to mm -hmm. um, be open enough and strong enough to um, identify that and, and make, make the changes that you need yeah. to achieve whatever goal you, you have. Well said, mate. I think that's really cool. It's it funny, you know, I, one of the things that got me into the sport was watching Mark and Dave, you know, do Ironman Kona in, you know, this was... I'm aging myself, but 1986 and 87, and then they didn't turn up in 88, but then in 89 they did, and, and, and all of that. And all I wanted to do was win Ironman Kona. But I had a career <laughs> where really I had to identify who I was at a young age and go, I actually, my talent is not that. And I was fortunate enough to go do Kona once, you know, I was 40 and I got to train with you and T.O. And, and, you know, had a horrible race, but I it wasn't horrible in the sense of experience. I just remember going, this is so awesome. I'm on the Queen K or I'm, I'm, this is like a childhood dream. And here I am. It's obviously not, the dream's not, it's not quite a nightmare, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't the, the dream that I'd maybe hoped for in terms of running down a leaky drive, uh, drive. But I got to have a really amazing career because I identified early that that probably right. wasn't for me. And I wasn't going to spend 10 to 15 years chasing something that probably didn't align with me. Um, yep. So very you gotta cool. Be, you got to yeah. be fishing in the right pond, right? Fishing in the right pond. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So what's next, mate? What do you what do you got coming up? Um, tell me about Salt your, your team that you and Rini yep. put out there. Team Salty Bears. I love the name. It, it actually works re- really well for you too. It makes me smile when I even say it. Team Salty Bears. Um, <laughs> I just I just love the logo. Yeah, the, the koala and the anchor and the my navy background and a little bit of the Oz and yeah and Rini um, just and. Uh, you know, not taking it too seriously. Right. Mm. We, uh, so yeah, uh, New York city was the last race for me this year and we're going to focus on launching, um, salty bears, getting it up and running, but we wanted to create, uh, coaching a blend of coaching and community. So, and we know that we can't coach everybody out there one-on-one. Um, so we, we really did a lot of research and like looked for the best ways to get people awesome, uh, training programs that are also going to support our philosophy of life balance. So we think triathlon needs to be a healthy part of everybody's uh, life, including the, their family life mm. and, and their, and their life um, balance. And it's really hard to do with the way some people train, particularly for Ironmans and just the sheer hours it takes. But uh, we discovered TriDot and we partnered with TriDot, which is an AI based training platform. Mm. And, we can provide amazing uh, training programs that are customized to you and your biometric data that um, can get you ready for performance uh, with minimal training hours and um, kind of maximizing what you're doing. So we've paired that with, um, you know, our community level or our community, which, you know, includes more access to us as well. So, um, you know, our, our team salty bears community level, provides you that amazing training platform with your whole, uh, season planner, race scheduling, all that, cool. but gives you, gives them access to us as well with zoom calls and team meetups, uh, our Facebook group. So they'll be getting all of our insights and guidance. And they just get uh, to hang out with you guys, mate. That's yeah, why sign me up. Us, hang out with our team members, sign, right? Sign me up. And are you guys going to do some camps and things, or are you going to be at events, certain events? Or we, what are yep, you we're, uh, right now we're uh, planning our 2023 or 2024 cheese calendar. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We're going to do probably three, three to four uh, races. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully get some camps off the ground as well. We're going to start with some swim focus camps just because we know that swimming is a big barrier to entry for a lot of people. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, with the TriDots pool school program, we're going to have some, uh, salty bear specific team camps where we can get everybody swimming fast. I love it, mate. And and have you got people already signing up? Is it open yet or or where do they open? Yeah. Just go to, uh, (laughs) timandrini.com and you can, you can sign up, um, and with the team, uh, with the community level program, you get all that coaching and access to the community and us and, um, our team merchandise and discounts to our partners too, which is going to be huge. You get all that for one forty nine a month, nice. uh, which when you look at people that are paying for one-on-one coaching, it's really an affordable option. That's kind of that, that, um, that blend of affordability and customized training. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. You know what it is? I, I was doing the numbers on what people are spending. Um, <clears throat> you know, people will drop 10 grand on a bike without even a blink of an eye in our sport. And it's kind of honestly, and not to take anything away from all the bikes, but honestly, your your 56 minute that was just shy of my record at New York is um, <laughs> you could have done that on a $2,000 bike. Let's be serious. Yeah. You get the frame right, you get the fit right. If you're riding Ultegra 105 or Durace, seriously, 
Yeah. Yes, it's a little totally, bit lighter. Totally right. It's a little bit better, but yeah. please. And no one is putting enough attention into fueling or into their finding a great community or coaching because I'm telling yep. you, this sport gets brutally hard. It's all right when you're really passionate and you're going and everything's good, but there's going to be times when you're like, this is tough and you need to have people around you. you Absolutely. Need, yeah. So you I, want to enjoy it, right? Like, yeah. So if you're just head down, like training a ton of hours and overtrained and yeah. under-recovered, uh, we want people to enjoy triathlon and to stay in triathlon. Yeah. I, I don't want to train somebody 30 hours a week and then all of a sudden they do one Ironman and they're like, all right, see oh, you later. Bucket list done. I'm out of here. Yeah. I know. yeah. No, I want, I want them. I want to grow the sport. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, Rudy and I really think salty bears is going to be a great way for us to do that. Oh, well, good on you. And I'm going to, um, I'll sign up. <clears throat> I just want the merch. Yeah, we got to get you a hat, by the gotta way. Get, get you and Laura some hats. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get up back up the boulder. Um, but mate, it's, are you keeping fit right now, or are you taking a good break? Uh, as, uh, yeah, I haven't trained since or, since New York, but it's only been a couple of days. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but are you, uh, you know, let me put you on the spot. You know, are you planning on racing in twenty twenty four, twenty five? What are you thinking? You're forty three. Well, uh, yeah, I'm forty three. Uh, I've done. I, you know, I'm not chasing world titles anymore. So, um, I've done everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, if I, if I race, it's more just for my personal enjoyment, um, and in support of salty bears, but yeah, uh, we'll see. Well, yeah, my focus is to get the team launched and then we'll reevaluate the beginning of next year. If I can pop down to some, some racing here and there. Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I want to run through some final questions. We won't, we don't need to drag them on cause some of them you've already done, um, in the past, but I, I, I do enjoy these questions. So I'm going to put you on the spot first up greatest athlete, greatest triathlete of all time, male and a female. Uh, I think I'm going to go Jan and Daniela. It's hard to go a bit against those two. I, yeah. I mean, Mark, Mark, obviously in the, in that discussion, but yeah, I agree. Uh, with that. That's a very good call. But I mean, Jan won a gold medal in 08 and then he won yeah. the Ironman world championship in record breaking fashion 11 years later. Right. Like, yeah. That's pretty insane. No. And he's just been, he's had a target on his back so many times and he keeps yep. turning up. You know, it's just, it's amazing. Uh, and he's just, he's a good man. And I love the fact that it took him about a hundred races before he won his first ever race, which happened to yeah. be the Olympic gold. I mean, there's a, people are like, oh, he's been a mate. No, the guy was not amazing for a good, you know, several years before that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> mate, so if you had to pick a, a greatest athlete from all sports, who would you pick? All sports. All sports. <laughs> Probably Jordan. Yeah, he's always in that mix, isn't he? Jordan Woods. For Americans, it's either Jordan or Woods. They're the two that you guys always pick. What about Brady? <clears throat> Americans would pick Brady as well, but I I think Brady's phenomenal as a, as a leader and to be able to turn up when the pressure mounts. I think it depends on how you want to break down what does greatest mean. Right. right? Yeah. Um, I always like to throw Djokovic in this mix, um, mainly because I look at tennis as. One, it's manner or manner. It's like, yep. it's brutal. It's, you got to, I don't know, something about being in the ring um, like, like they are. But then four-hour matches, there's a real, you know, endurance component. But there's speed and agility and, and athleticism is unbelievable. But then it's also the mind reset between every point, which is like golf. It's like this having to reset. Even if you've had a bad point, you need to go again. And you could be yep. down love 40, 
break point. The guy's got match winning point and you can still come back. I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I did that yeah. in, this morning in the sauna. Yeah, with those all are all great stuff. options. I do think <laughs> in some ways the, uh, the team aspect it's, I mean, Michael Jordan just by himself, right? He's, he's just going to win. But yeah, right. the, when you have a team or you also got to freaking make yeah. your team win too. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. there's that added like aspect of having to carry a team to some extent. Mm. I like it. Hey, really now really important question. These are <laughs> opinions. The most extraordinary podcast host in the world. Who is it? Choose wisely. Oh man. Um, <laughs> I'm only Rich. saying that because you went and went on Rich Roll's show. I was going to say Rich Roll who? <laughs> who was that guy again? He was no Greg Bennett. I know that. Oh, mate, that's <laughs> awesome. I, I'm glad you went on his show and people should go check it out. Rich has actually been on my show. He was in, gosh. Yeah, you actually connected us. Thank you, by the yeah, way. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Rich has done, been a bit of a mentor for mine. When, when I started this show, he was a great mentor and told me a lot of, of things. Yep. Oh, yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's a great person. Yeah, so I was very fortunate for him. All right, mate, should we finish with some rapid fire questions? Yep, let's do it. All right. Morning person or night owl? Uh, night owl. Your go-to post-race snack or, or recovery meal? Milk, milkshake. Yes. Uh, one country you haven't been to but want to go to? Ireland. You've never been to Ireland? I've I'll never been to Ireland. Let's go together. Let's plan a trip. Yeah, I know. It's, it's I haven't been to Ireland been either. There. Yeah. One book everyone should read. Outlive Peter Tia. Mm, that's a big one, but it's a good one. It's, it's, yeah, you're like, that's a little long. No, no, no. I've got it on Audible <laughs> and I've listened to quite a bit of it, but I, I, it's one that I just keep coming back to to chisel away. I like yeah, to yeah. come back. That, to, that's probably the right approach. Yeah, yeah. Um, if not a triathlete, what other sport would you love to have been number one in the world in? Uh, probably golf. Nice. Yeah, just are you just thinking dollars right now, or are you actually? Yeah, like oh, golf? totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah. Like, no, one's, <laughs> no one's hitting you. Like, no one's. There's no one else like trying to run you over. Like, yeah. Uh, defensive lineman, and uh, yeah, you get paid pretty well. Favorite way to spend a day off? Uh. uh Probably just poolside if I could be poolside somewhere. <laughs> nice. Come, come down to Florida. Let's hang out. All right. Uh, a movie that you can just watch over and over again. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And final question. What's your number one band that you love to listen to when training? Foo Fighters. I know it is. <laughs> Mate, it's always a pleasure. I've taken so much of your time. Rini's probably got the kids running around and she, she's what? She's 32 weeks pregnant and looking after the two yeah. kids while you're just hanging yeah. out with me? Uh, well, Izzy's at, sc- Izzy's at school, but yeah, they were down here. It was just kind of looking at me earlier. I could hear Finn in the background a little bit. That's so cool. Um, well, well, big hugs to all of them, buddy. And, and I'm excited for you. Number three kid coming on the way. Oh. Can't believe you guys are doing it. But I know, you- man. I don't know. We're crazy. We're crazy. <laughs> well, mate, just so many great stories. I, I thoroughly enjoy our chat. We'll probably chat a bit more post-recording here, but it's always good to catch up. And I appreciate you coming on for sharing your journey. And I and I do want to just finish by really saying massive congrats on 
an outstanding career. Um, you're somebody that I, I truly am inspired by in the sense of, I really feel like you got everything out of yourself to the point that you, you almost killed yourself with a heart attack. But I, 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 I think it's like a, <laughs> a little too much. You got a little too much out of me. No, but if people want to see and know about somebody who really, you, you, you got that, that's what sport is about, right? It's about just getting every ounce out of yourself and using the others around you to try and make that happen. And so, yeah. um, that's a great way to put it, Greg. And I appreciate, I really appreciate it. It's yeah. been, uh, been an amazing journey and, uh, you know, I'm privileged to have shared that with so many great people like yourself and Laura too. So yeah. thank you. All right, buddy. All right. Stay on the line, mate. And for everybody listening, you can find all the show notes and everything else at bennettendurance.com forward slash media. Cheers. <laughs>